Well, hello there, HW here, and thank you so much for listening to the Tone Junkie Podcast. This, my friends, is episode 48. That's right, episode 48. My, my, how far we've come. Mahalo, hey now, in honor of all the greats. Just trying to carve out a little bit of quality audio content in my corner of the internet, in the uh, in my little section of the Kemper verse. That's the Kemper universe. Stole that from the WWE. Mm. Nothing like a cup of mediocre coffee in the afternoon while sitting down to do a podcast. My kids are on spring break. They're playing Nintendo Switch in the next room. And uh, because of that, I closed the door. And then because of that, I couldn't use the normal lights because they gave off too much heat. I was sweating in here. Then because of that, I decided to change my clothes. And so I ended up in full regalia here, uh, Tone Junkie regalia, because someone noted that I hadn't been wearing the floral recently. So I thought, what an opportunity to do that. My kids are like banging down the door every 10 minutes going, Dad, when is Yoshi's Crafted World come out? To which I constantly reply, I've told you guys, March 29th, learn how to read a calendar. You're four and six. Get it together. So that's that's that. You know, that's what's new in the world of HW. I've been in California last week. Sorry for the hiatus. So sorry. So sorry. I did throw up that version of the podcast, though, that was just audio from a video because a lot of people have been telling me they listen to the videos in their car. And someone told me it's that the videos kind of often sound like a podcast. And someone told me, have you ever thought about doing like what you do with the videos where you talk through things and then play the guitar? And um, I, uh, I thought, well... I have the audio of that, so why don't I just do that? And and I meant to get the podcast done before I left. I did not mean to let this hiatus go. But anyway, if you're watching on the video edition, thank you so much for watching. If you're listening, thank you so much for listening. Um, speaking of coffee, today's episode is brought to you by uh, British Audio, where you can get the Tone Junkie Loaded Kemper at British Audio. It costs the same as a normal new Kemper. But you get free Tone Junkie profiles, like 500 Tone Junkie profiles with it. I, I put together a bunch of essential packs. It's pretty much everything that's in the Tone Junkie essential pack on the website, plus a bunch more. Dumble stuff, Vox stuff. Okay, enough with the plugs. HW, you've been focusing a lot of time and effort on the HX Stomp. What's up? Thought you bleed green, brah. Thought, thought you throw up the K. Is this how you do a, how, how would a gang sign do a K? I'm not sure. Anyway, you know, so it's the type of thing where, um, why have I, yeah. You have to see this. I have to see this? Here, come over here. Come over here for a minute. Wait, wait. Uh, Guys, I'm literally doing a podcast. Careful. Don't, what do I have to see? Say something into the microphone. What do I have to see? No, 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 no. Listen, you're on the podcast though. I'm recording. I mean, I'm literally filming this. Can you just come look? What do you want me to come see? Uh, yeah, stop talking. Stop. stop. You have to Don't touch that computer. You have to. What is it? Just tell me what it is. Is it Yoshi's Crafted World? Yeah. You can see if that that yellow comes up. That yellow comes up when I talk. That's a decibel meter. Okay. Talk into this mic and it'll go up. No? Ollie, what happened in Yoshi's Crafted World? Tell us. Uh, we... Just, no, just come look. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let me finish this podcast and then I'll come look, okay? No, you have to. It's so amazing. Okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to edit this out. All right, let's go. Let's go, guys. Let's go look at it. Go. No, no. Just go. Go, go, go.
okay. Listen, you thought I was kidding. It's Yoshi's Crafted World every day is all they talk about. When's it come out? We've been watching the YouTube videos. When's it come out? This is spring break now when you're a parent. When you're a kid, it's amazing. When you're a parent, how are you supposed to podcast? <laughs> anyway. HW, you've been, you've been talk, doing a lot of IRs and stuff. What's the deal? Should you buy a stomp? Look, I want to weigh in on the stomp versus Kemper thing because there's been this idea that like, a lot of people have been jumping to the HX stomp side of the world. Look, I'm going to tell you my, my honest opinion. I'm going to do with the Sues. I want to have the Sues come in and do a real how he's using the stomp, HX stomp versus Kemper thing. Um, here's how I look at it. If you're a pedal board guy and you want to maintain your pedal board and you don't want to bring an amp, I think the stomp is great for you. But I look at it like this. There's a lot of units out there that can get the job done. I still think the Kemper sounds the best on the market. I'm not just saying that. And a lot of people would say, oh, HW, you have to say that. You sell Kemper stuff. Here's my opinion. I sell now HX Stomp stuff. I sell IRs too. I have presets now, right? So if anything, I think now, today, maybe, hopefully, there's a little more trust as if I... It, it, Clearly, if I was like, if I just cared about, I want to push people towards the products and stuff, I could be like, the HX Stomp stuff is the best stuff in the world. It's the greatest thing. I made great IRs. I know that. I know that because I tried them out. I tested them against other people's stuff. If you haven't checked out those Tone Junkie IRs, check them out. Those Kemper cabs are killer. Like, I haven't had so much fun on my Kemper in a while in terms of just grabbing direct profiles from, on, from other packs that I put out and now going through cabs and stuff. The Helix HX, HX Stomp crowd isn't going to know what hit them when I finish up Stu G's 62 AC30 IRs. The Kemper guys aren't going to know what hit them. These things are so, so grand slam home run, some of the best sounding stuff I've ever heard. Whatever. You believe that or don't or whatever. Here's my honest opinion, right? Here's my honest opinion. In a mix, you can't tell the difference. Helix, Kemper, real amp. You can't tell the difference. In a live, you probably can't hear the difference anyway. In your in-ears, you're not going to hear the difference. But as a player sitting there, and I believe gear is for the player, there is a subtle sort of nuance amp-like quality that I think is just in the Kemper that I'm not really quite getting in the Helix. Now, they all have sound signatures, right? I'm finding with the Kemper, a lot of the signature that I thought was there is the microphone that I've been using and my, my personal setup. I'm finding less of that sonic signature, although it has some. The Helix has a real sonic signature, and I think the Helix stuff is a little bit... The Helix, I understand why people say it's, it's more versatile, right? There's a ton more options out of the box, but... You're still you're, you're limited to only the profiles that are the the models that are in there. Now you can get a million IRs, but the Kemper can have a million profiles. The Kemper is limited by only what people have profiled and the profiles you can get your hands on. It's and the capability of the Kemper is limited only by what you can profile or what's been profiled. It's it's limited by there being amps to profile. The Stomp and the Helix, I think, have this great, great quality of having everything built in, and I love that. And I think, 
I, I, the appeal really makes sense to me, especially with the stomp, um, for people who have pedal boards. To me, the best sounding stuff, I would go like this to me, because I don't think every model in the Helix is amazing. I don't, I shouldn't say that the models are all, are all pretty nice. Um, but they're different. They appear to come from, from me. To me, it sounds like this. The difference in the models of the Helix is almost like it was created by different people. And they all sort of had a different reference point for how loud they should be and how, how stuff would work, blah, blah, blah. Whereas um, with other units, you might not get that. I don't know. Here's what I think, though. The Kemper is the best sounding thing out there to me. Pure amp tone. Turn off the effects. Turn it all off. My question, though, to everybody is really this. This is just being honest. It's one thing to say who has the best amp tone. Is it a profiled amp? Is it the uh, great IR that I capture? Like, how can I get the most authentic matchless tone? Is it a profile of the Kemper or is it the matchless model with um, an IR that I make of the matchless stuff? In my opinion, that goes to the Kemper. But here's a question that no one's asking. Is the amp tone really the most important thing? I would tell you that if I had an amp tone and I wanted to play surf music and it's my amp tone, right? My vintage Fender and Strat amp tone is a 7 out of 10, but my spring reverb is like a 10 out of 10, nails that sound. I think you're better off than having it reversed where the amp tone is a 10 out of 10, but the spring reverb is a seven out of 10. So, and that's an instance where I think where if you are going for a really surfy reverb, I think the reverb, the quality of that reverb is more important than the quality of the amp, amp tone to get that sound. Cause the reverb is, the reverb quality is so in your face. So I think one thing that needs to be asked is especially when we're talking about praise and worship tone, Sunday morning guys, how important really is the amp tone? Oh, HW, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you question our ear? We, we like $4,000 amps. The more exclusive, the smaller the batch, the better. You know, the only thing that sounds better than an amp made one at a time, an amp where they only made half of it. No, that's ridiculous. HW, everybody knows matchlesses sound better back when they were made by Mark Sampson. Right? We hear that difference in the praise and worship community. We value that. Everyone knows Benson makes the best amps. They make fantastic amps. They make really great amps. Everybody knows that um, you know, the more the more boutique, the better. I'll tell you what. Some I'll tell you what, like listen, hear me out on this. Stu G will tell me all the time some of his favorite Vox tones are his 90s Vox, even though he has that 62 Vox. Now, of course, he records with it. He can't bring a 62 Vox on the road. He, t he does a lot of recording with that 90s Vox, even when the 62 is sitting right there. His tone's not bad when he uses a 90s Vox. I know this guy in town, professional guitar player. Plays a deluxe a lot of times. Plays a Hot Rod Deluxe. I know another producer, Hot Rod Deluxe on almost all his stuff. I know another producer, a buddy of mine, um, a good buddy of mine, who... 
I mean, his idea of like gathering up a, a harem of amps is literally just, can I borrow all of your amps? And it's less about for him, the quality amps and the more about like, let's just see what happens. Well, let's just see what happens when I get in the studio and I try to apply this amp. He doesn't care that his bandmaster is a late seventies bandmaster and not a blackface 68 or, or a drip edge 69 or 70. He doesn't care that it's a 73. He doesn't care that the twin he used on a project is ultra linear and it shouldn't be, it's not the best sounding twin. That's what the internet tells you, except that he used it on this project and it sounded great and he loved it with this telly. And so that's a trick of the trade now. So I go like this, I go, look, if you're a praise and worship guitar player, I think it's perfectly reasonable to go, my big sky and my timeline and my pedal board with, with my ability to do an octave, throw on an octave line, put in a dotted eighth in front of the amp, slap back. I think that ability is worth just as much as the amp tone because... A Hot Rod Deluxe sounds really good, and you can make that sound praise and worshipy with the effects. And I would say, can you tell the difference truly between a Hot Rod Deluxe with a bunch of delay and reverb? If you're if you're Jeff Coondy and you have two on-all-the-time pedals, and if, if you're using a Jackson Audio um, uh, Prism on-all-the-time and a compressor on-all-the-time, and you have, like, and you're using the cloud reverb on the big sky and some delay... Um, from the timeline, are you telling me that you can't get a nearly identical tone if, using a Matchless or a Hot Rod Deluxe? Or I'm sorry, using a Benson uh, Chimera or a Hot Rod Deluxe? I'm not putting down the Benson. I'm saying that in the application, the amp matters more and more the less you do. The amp matters less and less the more you do to it. The more you're trying to put on effects, especially time modulation uh, based effects, you're really, really modifying the sound of that amp. Now, an amplifier, of course, is so, so important in how you how it takes pedals and the tone it produces. But if you're running that amp clean and you're just putting pedals on top of it and you're running a fairly nondescript American clean sound, well then, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, I'll teach you how to dial in the Helix. I'll teach you how to dial in the Kemper. I'll teach you how to use a real amp with some different microphones and set up your pedal board. And I think if you don't, if you tell me you can't be happy with any of those solutions, I, I don't think you're telling the truth or I don't think you're open-minded. The thought just occurred to me, my kids are like yelling in the background and I'm going to compress this audio later and that it's going to bring up all that signal. That's what we get on the Tone Junkie podcast, spring break edition. Spring Break Edition. I'm going to put that on the little tile. Spring Break Edition. And maybe that's appropriate because I'm wearing this floral print for the Spring Break Edition of the Tone Junkie Podcast. <laughs> so what am I trying to say about all three of these units? I'm trying to say, I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you what I think the units are better at. If you play a Hot Rod Deluxe and you want something to set up like your pedal board, and you have a couple pedals, you got a thousand bucks worth of pedals. What's the best thing for you? Maybe the Helix, so that you can replace all the pedals and it'll feel like you're working on a pedal board. If you're a producer, if you're someone who's like really obsessed about tone, um, if you ask me what's the absolute best sounding thing for me playing by myself, this and that, I'll say get a Kemper and get some Tone Junkie or Michael Britt profiles. 
some Sailor Sounds profiles, Brian Carl profiles, whatever you're into. Go get some. Go get a Tone Junkie loaded camper. Go get some the free Tone Junkie stuff. Plug that in. My experience is eight or nine out of ten guys plug in the Tone Junkie stuff and go. I like this. This sounds great. Now maybe it doesn't do all the metal stuff they want to do, but it sounds great. Some people tell me it's a little too bright. To them I say, what's going on with your guitar? Let me check out this tips and tricks video. Let me show you how to adjust it. I just recently ran into a thing with Stu G where he said, HW, I love all my AC30 profiles. And then he said, um, he said, and we dialed them in for all my guitars, but now I got a new Sir Strat. That's right. Stu G got bit by the Sir bug. And he said, and now it makes me want to brighten a couple of these profiles for when I put it on the humbucker in the bridge. He's like, cause that guitar is very like mid rangey throaty on the bridge. And of course, that's what happens. You get a different guitar. You need to set up gear differently. That's true of all gear. But I think this about the stop. Let me give you an analogy that I want to, I want to throw at you. I'm telling you that in my honest opinion, the very best matchless profile of a Kemper from, I think sounds better than the matchless mic'd up with an SM57. At best, I think it could sound identical to the matchless, but the Kemper has built-in effects, so I give it an edge because I can just carry the Kemper. That's me and what I'm optimizing for. I think that sounds better than what I'm hearing from the matchless Helix model in terms of there's only one matchless, matchless Helix model, and so we're limited there, but I could profile many different times the matchless amp. Now you might say, but HW, I can get a great tone out. What about the matchless, the match IRs that you did? Yeah, that captures the sound of a matchless cab. But theoretically, if Line 6 did anything sonically impure to the Helix model in the matchless, well, then we have that always left over. You know, I don't know my other opinion is, though, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Line 6 got it 100% right. It doesn't matter if my Kemper gets it 100% right. It doesn't matter if I set up my amplifier and the mic isn't 100% in the most optimal placement or the channel at the board isn't the most optimal. What matters is that that entire chain is coming together and getting me the sound I really like. And honestly, it's all so together. It's all so there. I can't say one's better than the other anymore. I really can't. My preference, I'm going to tell you, I'll play the Kemper till I die. It's the freaking best piece of gear I ever bought, and it's freaking amazing to me. And I think the, the breadth of stuff is out there. But what's the HX Stomp S for? Let me put it like this. Let's say that you're a praise and worship guitar player, and you're out there going, Hey, HW, what's the best delay for praise and worship music? Now, a lot of people are going to jump in, and they're going to go, The Timeline, The New Volante. The um, the H9, because it's got all the delays, plus it's got all the other stuff. They're going to go, the Helix is the best delay. They're going to say, the new Kemper delays are just as good as everything else out there, right? The Boss, the DD500. Then James Duke is going to get on Instagram and say it's the Boss, um, uh, you know, a DD5, right? Or DD3, I don't know, DD6, DD whatever, right? And that's going to be a little tongue-in-cheek. But it's going to be half tongue-in-cheek. It's going to be half him saying, this is how I get my tone. And I think that's a really interesting thing we got to look at. Sometimes we're using gear that's better than the, 
We're using gear to emulate a sound of gear that wasn't as good as the gear we had. Meaning we're like, no, you need the timeline. You need the timeline. Why? Because if you want to get this tone, well, what was that tone? It was an RV5. I'm sorry, it was a DD5. Or it was a DD500. It was a DD3, a DD6. And so I look at it like this. I go, you got to understand that sound quality isn't the only thing that you optimize for. <gasps> HW, how dare you? No, no, listen. Sound quality, what is sound quality? Like a, a, a DM2 doesn't sound, isn't as good quality as a DD5. The DD5 can do pristine recreations. The DD2 can't, or the, the DM2 cannot. But we like that characteristic. We like the coloration. We like tape delay for what it does, for the warble, for the de degradation. And then we try to emulate tape delay by, by making auto, uh, analog delay. That's what analog delay is. It's a failed attempt to make chips sound like tape. But that also has a sound we come to like. Why do you think the deluxe memory man look is how it is? It has chorus and stuff. Why do you think we put chorus on a tape or on analog delay or on any delay? We put it on because chorusing happens, that warble that flutter happens, chorusing happens, or a type of chorusing happens, uh, when that tape begins to uh, uh, do, the th do the tape thing. When it starts to warble, we get this chorus on the repeats. So I'm looking at it like this. To me, a good analogy is like this. What's the best delay? Okay, well, let's look at it like this. To me, the Kemper or the Helix is like the timeline. They've got a bunch of options. If you tell me I have a Kemper or a Helix and I can't get any good tone out of it, I'd go, you don't know what you're doing. If someone said to me, I have a timeline and I can't get this thing to sound like a, like a good delay, I'd say that's, that's silly. We know the sounds of a good delay are in the timeline. We know it does what a time, what a timeline should do. We know that. So if you say, what's the best delay, what are you using it for, right? What's the best tool for the job? So if you tell me, I got the new Volante, I got the timeline, and I'm setting it up to be my dotted eighth going into my amp on my pedal board. Or HW, what's the best dotted eighth? Analog dotted eighth. Should I get the Volante? I'd say no. The Volante could both be the best delay. The timeline could be the best delay, but that's not the best in that situation. I'm going to tell you, you should get a DD5 with a tap tempo out or a, um, or a DD6 that you can hold it down and tap it in. Why? Here's why. If you're telling me you just want a dotted eighth, a strong dotted eighth with one or two repeats on that board, and then you want to use another pedal later for all the, for all of the other stuff, the quarter note stuff, the, the longer delays, the chorusy delays, the timeline's going to take up too much space on your board, and half the stuff you want to do with the timeline you're not even going to be using it for. 
So what's the best delay? And that's in that in there, I think the DD5 is a better delay. It's going to take up less room on your board, and you have room now to put another delay unit that does something else. So is the DD5 better than, or the DD6, is it better than the timeline? No. It's better in that application. That's where I think the stomp comes into this whole thing. To me, it's like, I'll take a, I'll take a Kemper all day long um, in terms of any unit. Just give me a Kemper and a guitar. I'll take that. Kemper, a remote, and a guitar. And I'm happy as a clam. I see why people love the Helix. I see why people sell all their stuff and get a Helix. To me, though, pedals are really fun. And that is the drawback of the Helix. It's shaped in such a way that it's hard to add pedals to it without having such a huge board. You know what I mean? Let's say you're like, I got to have the King of Tone. I got to have this seven, Cali 76 compressor. Well, you could maybe build, but that's where the HX Stomp shines, right? So if you tell me, I just want a delay to put on my pedal board to do a dotted eighth note. Well, the best delay for that might be the DD5 because it's not going to take up a ton of space. It's going to deliver. It does the it does the dot the dotted eighth with one repeat in front of an amp as good as anything else. You're not going to be able to tell me it somehow the timeline dotted eighth is better than that. It's, it's not. It's like the same. That, that's such a simple thing that we ask of a delay pedal. If they don't do that, we don't even consider it a useful delay pedal, right? It would be like a like Joyo puts out delays that can do that. So it's even at the bottom of the of the barrel, the bottom of the barrel price range, that functionality is there. That's like the minimum functionality we need. So when I look at the stomp, people say, what's better? Like, should I get an HX stomp? Is a stomp better than the Kemper? Are you getting better tone? It's like, well, if your use case is how do I get the best amp tone without miking up an amp again? I think you go with the Kemper. I do. If you're just like, I just want to replace my amp, I think you go with the Kemper. If you go, I want to replace everything, I would go Helix or Kemper. If you want to go, hey, I have my pedal board, I love it. I'd love to go ampless. Well, now, wait a minute. We're talking about a different question. It's a different scenario. And it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, which is we ask the wrong question when we say, what is... What what has the best amp tone? Well, it's like, well, how much is the amp tone actually important to you anyway? Or is amp being ampless, not carrying another unit, having just one pedal board? Is that most important? Because you've got to fly somewhere. Is it the most important that setup is quick? Is it the most important that you can plug in quickly and that everything's self-contained on your board and that it feels like your board? Well, then I say the HX Stomp to me kind of becomes like the DD5 in that scenario. Is the DD5 better than the timeline? I wouldn't say that. But I would say for this application, it's the, it's the best choice. If you're someone who has a pedal board and you feel at home on that pedal board because you have an always-on Jackson Prism and you have an always-on compressor and you're one of those guys, right? And then you have a couple drives you turn on and off and you always set the amp clean and you always put your timeline and big sky and stuff in front of your amp or even behind it. We can talk about that, the options there. And you you like to go, sometimes you wish you could go stereo, but you want an ampless solution. 
so that everything's on your pedal board and so that you can play at home with your $3,000 match list. But then when you go play out, it's still, you know how to get your sounds. If that's you, you're not looking for a timeline. You're looking for a DD5. And to me, that's the same thing that's true here. You're not really looking for a Kemper. Although you could get a Kemper and say, look, instead of carrying my amp around, this replaces my amp. And if you're someone who like, I love playing through all these different amps. I love profiles. I love recording and I love all this stuff. I'd give the edge to the Kemper for a lot of that stuff. But if you're someone who goes, space is of the utmost importance to me. I want to put it on my board. Well, I don't think Helix has ever been the answer for that. Because having a pedal board and a Helix just hasn't made any sense. But the HX Stomp really gives you that option. So if you're telling me, I got to have all my pedals and I got always on pedals and stuff. The question of does the HX Stomp sound as good as a Kemper or sound as good as a Helix? Or, you know, does the Helix sound as good as the Kemper? Do the IR stuff just sound as good as an amp? It doesn't really bring me to any... I don't think answering that question brings us to a conclusion about what anybody should buy. To me, it's like if you love your pedal board and you want to be able to plug your pedal board straight in and have it sound like an amp, the HX Stomp is that. If you want unlimited possibility of being able to play every amp you could think of mic'd up, in the next room, recorded as though you would record it in a professional studio environment with all levels of gain, a bunch of different options. That's the Kemper. And if you want something that's so all-in-one that you're just like, I just want to sell all my stuff, and I want the option to use acoustic, electric, maybe both together, and I want to be able to just build a virtual pedal board and kind of replicate what I already have now but an easier-to-use solution, that's probably the Helix. Why can't we all just get along? Or as they say in California, why can't we all just get a bong? That, my friends, was a marijuana joke. <laughs> Actually, it was a bumper sticker I have when I was about 14. thought it was very funny. Very funny. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really having so much fun dialing in this, these HX Stomp sounds and dialing in these HX Stomp presets and dialing in these full Helix ones, because what I'm doing is I'm building them on the stomp. And that's allowing me to really go after the basic amp tone and try it out with pedals and try it out with different effects and stuff and go, okay, here we go. Then I copy and paste those blocks into the Helix and I go, okay, now here's the building blocks. Now I'm going to add more effects on top of it. I'm going to look at doing stereo reverbs and bigger reverbs and bigger delays and all that stuff. And you can do all that stuff, and it's so amazing and incredible to do it. Some of the, the best stuff, I think, that is the best about the Kemper and the Helix, you can't really do on the Stomp because you're limited by the number of, of, of Stomp stuff. Now, I'm aware that there's a, a, a lot of people who have some sort of obsession with, let's use the Stomp as an all-in-one rig. I've built a couple presets like that. To me, who cares? Why would you want to do that? It doesn't... You're not gaining anything. It's it's my same complaint about using mini pedals. It's not really a complaint. It's cool that it's a mini pedal, but you're not really fitting more than one or two more effects on the same size board. It Mini pedals haven't changed anyone's life. We haven't gone from pedal boards that were seven feet long and then someone 
brought out mini pedals, like nano pedals, and then they said, look, I got a nano version of every pedal, and now I can fit it in my backpack. That didn't happen. What we've done as, as users is we've said, ooh, look, the mini version, I can now fit one more pedal on my board. It hasn't worked the other way. We haven't really made pedals smaller, or we haven't really made... Yes, some people were able to now build a smaller pedal board with four effects instead of three effects, but no one took all of their pedals, switched to nano versions, microscopic versions of those same pedals, and ended up with smaller boards. That didn't happen. Mini boards still just have four or five effects on them, at most. And large boards still, and then you still have some of the most popular pedals coming out aren't mini sizes. So what we've done is we've just taken mini pedals and integrated them into our big boards and our boards of all sizes. And we've even decided on small boards. I look at people's mini boards. I have a mini board. What we've done is we take things like the HX Stomp that do a lot of things in one unit and we put that on our mini board and then maybe paired it with a mini overdrive or something and we say look how much room it saved it's like yeah but it didn't really you saved a couple inches you know what i'm saying so to me the idea of like i want to use the hx stomp as an all-in-one it's just not designed for that it's like you you can't do it but it's silly to say you're not limiting yourself to in options now you can get the extender thing and you can come up with something really small. And it is it is really small. And it's really great. But once you add a volume pedal or expression pedal, you're back. You know what I mean? Like you're back. And then you have a, like a like a power supply. It's like you're back, you're back to not a board smaller than the mini board you could have built and added an overdrive in front of it or two. So to me, it's like if you want to use it as an all-in-one unit, you can do that. But you're not, unless you're saying goodbye to functionality, you're not somehow getting all of the Helix capability in a smaller board. You're really involved in an exercise of seeing how far can I go in terms of being small, but you are giving up capability. You absolutely, you are. There's no arguing that point. There is no expression pedal built onto the HX Stomp. So if you want that, if you want a volume pedal, you have to add it on. That unit plus a volume pedal is larger. I mean, that's just what it is. That unit plus adding the two more buttons, right? The extended uh, foot switches for it. You're now making it larger. I mean, but now in terms of how tall you've made that unit, if you put those two buttons below the unit or on the side of the unit, you're, you're back. You've given up functionality. You haven't, you haven't gained space. You've given up functionality. You've traded functionality for space, which has always been an option. So I'm not really sure what the advantage there is. Also, we don't need to go smaller than the heel. I mean, <laughs> it's already, it's not too big. It already fits in a backpack, right? It already, uh, the Kemper remote is already small. Now I get it if you don't want to carry a whole Kemper, I get it. We're already down to the size of most pedal boards. You could go to a small multi-effects unit, those exist. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, it's a beautiful time to be a guitar player, really a beautiful time to be a guitar player. And I'm so happy with the tones I've been pulling out. To me, the IR thing is so fun in that you can take, you can take the same sort of deal and, um, 
the same sort of deal, the thing we've all been doing, you know, we can take the same profiles and now switch them up with different IRs. We can take the same models in the Helix or HX and switch them up with different types of IRs. But I think it's a really addicting thing to do. I think if you're, just to recap, I think if you're the person who wants to play their pedals, the HX Stomp might be the best unit on the market for you. And that's why I got into the HX Stomp stuff and made some things. With that said, and I look, I look at this. I'll tell you from a business perspective and from from a business perspective and from a just a tone perspective and being part of the community. I don't feel the need. I don't need to. I don't need to get. I don't think the grass is greener on the HX Stomp side. I don't think I'm going to sell so many more units or something on the HX Stomp side. I don't think there's many stop players out there. There's more Helix players um, than stop players for sure. Maybe more Helix players than Kemper players. But there's. I'm not done profiling. You know what I mean? I'm not done profiling. And so to me, I just look at it like, well, what is this new technology people have a use for IRs? Oh, and that really got me into the Kemper cab. So I view this as a really positive thing. I'm noticing myself and the Sue's really utilizing the Kemper and the Stomp together. If anything, we go, here's the Stomp is now a bring along unit for when I, if I want to put another amp out in stereo on another side, or it's just on there as a different effects unit if I want to use a pedal board with it. But I think it's a great companion. To me, the Stomp, I think they should have called it HX Companion. I really, I really kind of wonder if they missed something with that. Because I think by calling it like HX Companion, they could have just said, hey, guitar players, this is every tool you should always have with you in this size of a box. You can use it as a delay and reverb. You can use it as amp sounds. You can use it as a way to go stereo when you're only having a mono set up with you. You can use it as um, um, a way to switch in and out extra, like different loops. You can use it sort of in the switching capability. You can use it as a way to segment your effects so that some effects will just go electric. Some effects can be for acoustic. And then some effects can be shared between those two signal chains, either in the loop or afterwards. I think they should have called it HX Companion and taken more of a of kind of what Boss is doing with that amp expander. Because I think what they gave you is a little unit that does an incredible amount of stuff. I can't wait to see what Kemper brings out in terms of effects coming, you know, going forward. Because the reverbs they have are incredible. Better than the Helix reverbs, to be honest with you. I, I much prefer the Kemper reverbs. Now, there's some nice Helix reverbs. I think there's less of them that are nice. Um, in terms of the stereo verbs, um, there's not a ton, actually, in the Helix which I hope they expand on. I think they will. Line 6 has shown they're really committed to supporting the unit, and I'm really stoked about um, the new um, uh, King of Tone uh, that they're going to be releasing. But but these new Kemper verbs uh, are some of the best reverbs I've ever come across, really. I get it. You could say uh, the big cloud, uh, or the, the cloud in the big sky is really the best. I listen to that and I go, I hear that. I hear that. The, the cloud really does something that is no nothing else quite, quite sounds exactly like it. 
And it's a preference thing. If you've been using that cloud, I get if it's hard to shake. But I've seen a lot of people been shaking their their big sky for the stomp and for the Kemper verb. So, hey, it's a great time to be a guitar player. That's why I own both a Kemper and an HX stomp. That's why I've gotten into the Helix stuff, in case anyone was wondering. And that is all for the Tone Junkie Podcast, episode 48. Is it episode 48? I think it is. Um, hey guys, um, I left some, uh, I put a, a little deal on Instagram asking for questions and I'm going to do an H ask HW episode of the podcast next. Um, so keep asking, keep asking some questions on there and I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Some people ask me even what's next for HW. We heard he was leaving his current, uh, job and, um, there's some truth to that. So I'll get into that and what's going on at the family business and how I'm kind of taking a step back, changing my role. What's next for HW. Cause I got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm really excited about, um, where we're going with tone junkie and everything. My name's HW. Thank you so much for listening to the tone junkie podcast. HW out.